lounging son. Welcome back to the Comic Lounge. My name is Ryan, and back with me again, I got my boy Dr. Ben Anthony, and we are going to be talking about the great Rick Veach and his Max Immortal book. Max Immortal. I had read Brad Pack. I, I didn't even know about Brad Pack until the Kayfabe channel, like a couple of years ago. Like I think they were going through an issue, and uh, super hard to find. And I picked up just the first issue, like the single issue, and then. I had the trade and yeah, I got rid of it for, for whatever. I, I really wanted the hardcover and I figured if I got rid of the trade, maybe it would push me to get the hardcover, but it was ridiculous it was a hard in terms cover. of price. Got, yeah. I've got two of the, like the soft covers. Yeah. IDW put out a hardcover not that long ago, but it's like super expensive now. Luckily he came out with the 30th anniversary. You know, you can get all of his uh, King Hell Heroica books on uh, Amazon, his print on demand stuff. So I got, and then the guy, the guys did a Max Immortal episode and I watched like a little bit of it and, and then I turned it off and I just, I went and ordered the first book and uh, yeah, I don't know, a little yeah. backstory on my history with it. But so I, I'm super <laughs> excited to talk about it because I actually like Max Immortal better than Brat Pack. And I don't know if that's like sacrilege to say, but I, I really, I really enjoyed this book. Why, well, like Max Immortal seems more like, uh, would you call it almost like meta or something? Yeah, because I think, it, that, and I like books like that. I think that's why I liked it so much. Yeah, because I mean, it has all that, all the stuff where it's like, you know, it's just like a straight like reinterpretation of like uh, Siegel and Schuster creating Superman and then getting, you know, like screwed over or whatever. Right. I think the I think what was what was interesting about it too is that. Well, first of all, the opening scene's weird as fuck. Um, like the the opening of the book with the like it's an alien like right. that can change sexes. Is that what that is? Because like yeah. I was actually I I'm gonna be honest, I could not figure that out. Like uh, I was like rereading it. You know, it starts, and I mean, this is all, it's all based off like a real event too, right? Like this. In, in Siberia, there was really like uh, like a comet impact or whatever. Yeah, that's like 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 that's a real event or whatever. So he, like he took that, and the comet it is actually that's uh, like a woolly mammoth. Like yeah, and it doesn't even explain why there's just a woolly mammoth there. <laughs> like there's no explanation. It's just there, and no. then that fucking alien comes down floating. It's so female, yeah. and yes. then proceeds to. Right, she vaporizes this dude. Yeah, yeah, just incinerates every hair, every piece of clothing off of his body, and then has her way with him. <laughs> Hatches a fucking egg in the water, you know, it's fucking just trippy as fuck. And then, like, you see, like, as she throws it into space, then you come back, and like the next page, it's a man. That's what I was confused about. I'm like, because it was so like, was I? I'm like, is there a page like that, that got torn out of my book? Like, I was like, I don't understand what's happening here. But yeah, so that, yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, because I remember like having this as a kid. Like, I remember like the first issue was in like the local shop. Yeah. And it was like, as a kid, it was like the weirdest thing. Because like, this is from like 92. Mm. So it was like right around the time when, uh, when Image was coming out. And I remember we were like all my friends and me were just like it was originally tundra, crazy. right? Yeah, yeah, tundra. Yeah. Oh dope, dude. Just, that's cool, man. 
Yeah. I don't think I own one book with the Tundra logo on it. I need to change that. You will. You will. It's going to be on the way here. Nice. Yeah, because I found I found like a stash of these at uh, at Books Galore up in up in Erie, and I was just like I snatched them all up. I'm just like I'm going to put these to good use. Oh yeah, <laughs> I like seeing it in color. That that's what I mean. It's like I remember like as a kid, it was just like holy shit, you they can have like like tits and, and everything in comics. Yeah, oh, the alien God. is way more unnerving in color, though. I have to say, yes. it looks, yeah. you know, it's not as like great. I don't know. It's not as weird looking uh, <laughs> in black and white, but it's a it's a weird scene, and it's like it's so the it's an alien, but it was born on Earth, gets chucked into space, and then comes back. Not to like give away the end, but like the end like ties back in because it's like. I'm gonna come back and give birth to myself now. Like that's the, you yeah. know, so like I guess that's like a spoiler, but uh, like, yeah, well, spoiler. That's what, yeah, spoiler. That's what we're ha- right. That's what's happening. Is that it's like gives birth to itself or whatever. Like yeah, it's fucking weird. And then you got this like play, uh, you know, the Kents. You know, right. his, Rick Veach's version of the Kents, and uh, the wife is just a nut, dude. You know, <laughs> the, the fucking dad. Like, what happens to him? I mean that was him on the cover of of what of this issue just gets beat down and like <laughs> yeah that's I mean look at that dude that cover I that would have made me pick it up <laughs> as a kid for sure I'd have been like yeah, what is this little man doing as uh, a, well as a kid I always thought that was like a giant and then it's like you know because like as a kid you see things differently or whatever and then it's like reading it I'm like re, you know reading it again like growing up I'm like why is he so small? Like, yeah, that's that's the same. It's just like a normal sized human, and it's just Max Immortal. <laughs> it's like, he's literally like he's just figure. a yeah. He's like a small human, <laughs> but like proportion, like the proportion. It's not like he's like a little person. He's just right, right. literally he's just... small. He's just a small <laughs> human. Yeah, it's weird. It's like the size of like a fucking american doll you know american girl doll or whatever oh like that's what it reminds it's all i was picturing I'm like if one of my daughter's little dolls was just <laughs> sitting atop my shoulder bashing my bashing my fucking skull in dude that's what i was picturing yeah because that's they find them um, how far into it is it okay it's like a couple page yeah and what is the whole thing they have like three toes yeah they're just fucking weird so, it's like look at right, like right there he's yeah <laughs> Just, just, it's just like around. a little like a chunky doll just, dude <laughs> this is this is what i do want to compare because i do there's something about like the when he does gore when mm-hmm. it's in black and white that looks i think it looks like creepier or something because it's like yeah yeah because that's and that's why i wanted to well i think like and that's that's like one of the reasons i really love black and white comics and i wish I wish there was more like nowadays, but no publishers really do it. You know, I think DC actually was doing it for a little while, which is very weird. They did this uh, future state Gotham book and it was all done in black and white. It was uh, that artist that worked on Brandon Graham's prophet, uh, Giannis Emilianis. Uh, yeah, he was yeah. the artist on that and it was all black and white. And I was, I remember seeing, I was so shocked that DC was actually putting out a, like a major, not major title, but like, it was in the Batman family book. It was all black and white. And then when they did the Batman black and white series again, like you just, 
I think it, you're able to focus more on the actual yeah. line work and the right because the like like here you know he, like he bites his you know paul kent's finger <laughs> off <laughs> and it's like somehow like in the black and white it just it has i mean the, the in color it's it's disgusting too yeah like, i think it's more graphic it's, in black and white actually though for sure yeah that, that's what i mean it's like there's something about it just being in black and white maybe it's like your brain fills in the colors or something i don't know like yeah i love how when he gets near his his uh fucking cocoon or rock yeah, he just drops to the ground it just falls asleep like he doesn't get sick like kryptonite yeah, yeah. he just passes the fuck out <laughs> just and like he does he does he understand that too because he's he, like he doesn't night. no he doesn't understand it i think okay. later on is in in this book is where he realizes that it makes him go to sleep <laughs> like all the stuff too like they even know like comment like you know what worries me is his feet they <laughs> they ain't right <laughs> only three toes yeah. just put shoes on him like that's yeah. that's the solution that's he's got like a see that's that's the other thing i love with rick veach is that he's like he's he knows the story you know what i'm saying like he's not like from page to page you know everything has like that constance to it you know what i mean like so mm -hmm. he goes from you know getting his fingers cut off to like the next page receiving his arms out of sling right he's <laughs> hand is bandaged and then this little fucker just starts burning everything down <laughs> And is there something that like sets him off? Oh, it's just because he like he just uh he's just like still a baby or whatever, he just freaks out. Like yeah. it's not like anything he does anything. He's like Yeah, he's just getting fed a bottle and then just fucking burns his pockets glasses off. <laughs> and then slights everything. This is this is where I like I was reading it. You know, I like I, I think I got pulled in immediately like from here. This is right. where it really like I because you know I haven't really read a lot of Rick Veach. I'm realizing okay. more and more now, you know. And right. my plan is to is to fix that for sure. You know, like I, I I haven't read his and I love Swamp Thing. I've never read his his run when he took over as writer. So okay. that's like a personal goal of mine. Like Brat Pack, I liked, but after reading this, I reread Brat Pack and I liked it better the second time after having read this even though it's like loosely connected it's not connected story-wise really they just mentioned true man in it you know but you know what i think is funny with brat pack is like how much it reminds me of uh of like the boys like when i was watching like the boys i haven't read any of the boys comics by me like Arthenus, but like i've watched like all the the show or whatever and it is like so similar to like brat pack with just like these like over the top like hyper like sexualized like like superheroes or they're, i don't even know if you call them superheroes but you know what i mean like they're vigilantes yeah vigilantes yeah, more vigilantes yeah because in brat pack you know they're all they all just have like this dark side to all of them that is just yeah, it's like disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I think the mink was one of the most disturbing ones. Yes. And then, uh, fuck, what was the other guy? The one that like tortured his sidekick. Oh, the one that it, he looks like. Uh, it's like he's got KKK. like the hood and stuff. Yeah, he's a like, KKK he... member. Yeah, yeah, dude. The... 
See, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. And the boy is, it's like, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, obviously, I feel like he was that. just so far ahead of his time. I mean, obviously, yeah. people like definitely praised it back then. Just like, I mean, look, I mean, this is a, this was not this book alone was nominated for Eisner in '93. So really, yeah. Oh, you have a different version of mine. So, like on the back of mine, it says '93 Eisner nominee, best finite series. Yeah, yours doesn't say that. Okay, yeah, because yeah, you is... have the actual. You have like an older version of it. Yeah, mine is a. Uh, Mine is from the POD, the print on demand stuff. So, okay. But okay. yeah, this is like where when he, <laughs> they're like, the dad knows, like, we got to get rid of this fucking right. this kid, you know? And he's he a dangerous just, creature. <laughs> yeah. It, it just like looking at him, like pulling at his face, and they just, they just fucking walk off. This fucking, there's those two panels in the bottom right. I'm right. just like, all I thought about before I filled the page is like, what the fuck is about to go down? That's call, all I was thinking. Call the militia. Tell them about the egg. Bye bye. It's too late. <laughs> and then, yeah, this guy eating shit. <laughs> Literally, what? What? That? That? I never. That part, like, I, I think I was confused for most of. Like, can he it helps him see visions? Right. Yeah, well, he's he's like eating like mescaline buttons or whatever, or, or peyote buttons, because mes- that- mescalito, yeah, mescalito is like the name of the uh, the spirit that you uh, that is inside peyote or whatever. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> See, I like I liked when uh, when he shows up. I, I want to just jump to this the newer sure, one real sure. quick for just a second. This sure. Isn't like the, the first issue of the new ones. So that's technically book two, right? Right, right. That's like supposed book, to take place after yeah, the book we're talking about. And it's like previously in Max Immortal. Okay. And it you know it has like a little recap of everything. And then then the first part, first page is like <laughs> El Guano. <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, that's his name. El Guano. Raise the old buzzard. It's Sheldon Gilbert. I've brought a friend, S. Clay Williams. El Guano is always here. Do you bring me my comics? <laughs> you bet. Here's a whole stack just for you. <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. It's like this whole like weird like meta thing that he does. That like it, it's the same with like uh, with his rarebit fiend stuff because like so much of that is like you know him having all these dreams where like all the comics he's working on you know like leech into his dreams you know like he was when he was doing that he was working on uh that what was it uh technophage it was like there was like that techno comics that came out back in 93 and he did the one with the the lizard guy or whatever okay and like that thing would like show up in his dreams and like the weird like architecture and that would be in his dreams and stuff and then he'd have, you know, he had all kinds of dreams where he'd see, uh, you know, him and Bissett and, and Alan Moore would be hanging out where he'd have a dream with, uh, with Neil Gaiman in it or whatever. And it's like, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, as a kid, like seeing all that stuff, like just, just blew my mind. That was always, I was just like, how, how could you dream about meeting Steve Bissett? Like, that's insane. Like, you know, like, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, as a kid, I was like, I can't imagine reading this as a kid, man. You know? I don't <laughs> yeah. know what it would have done. 
to me as a, as a person this is, you know? this is this is what happens is yeah. Turn into this. <laughs> yeah but i think you know like the part like you talk about like being meta like eventually this kid true man like right the alien he fucking burns the fucking city down and they put him in that cocoon and then it's like that's when we get to like the jerry siegel joe schuster like analogs right this part too look at that he's just fucking obliterating his fucking soul man no no like just like <laughs> that's what i heard no and just like bashing <laughs> that's the perfect voice for him yeah. too like i could <laughs> that's, that's the voice like i heard eventually right? like he, he he kills him right like he's yeah he's like yeah, floating up floating up in the air with his like he's like he doesn't even realize that he's doing it that he's that right. he's really killing him he doesn't know that he's doing it the right because he's still talking to him because like i mean his like there his neck is the neck of his dad there is definitely yeah not, you can even uh... see the way his feet are hanging it just like the body's <laughs> limp like there's no there's nothing going on there right anymore <laughs> but i I think the thing that I didn't realize too the most from it is I mean I'm skipping ahead now but yeah yeah is like 1937 right when we get the Jerry Siegel uh, Jerry Siegel Joe Schuster like analogs oh I guess I'm skipping the part where he fucking castrates the fucking cat the that one that one soldier right he's a soldier right Wallace yeah, in, in the plane they, yeah Ballas oh, Wallace Ballas yes <laughs> so yeah I like how they tie it in eventually with um the guys who are now creating true man which is actually the alien like is his exist like how did his existence come to fucking in their head you know i think that's what's cool is that this alien existed in real life or exists within this world is gone for what almost three decades at this point right because it happens in 1908 i think um and then they just make a comic, and this dude is now the editor of this comic, of this fucking being that crushes balls. Wait a second. Is he still alive, actually? Wait a second. Because this part where they're... Oh, the dad? Yeah, because like she's oh. like, of course my husband and I would be glad to help. Oh, it's the Christian thing to do. Because that that's after when that Wallace like falls through and gets... Uh, ruins his uh manhood there yeah <laughs> they're like they're trying to get him to like an actual doctor i don't think he's alive though there's like flies flying around is that oh yeah right? well he's dead he's got to be i mean oh, his eyes hanging oh, out yeah, of there is something sucks. about that where she's your your husband seems a little worse for wear <laughs> like she, he's clearly insane dude <laughs> you know this fucking lady's clearly not all there Right, yeah, because she's okay. Yeah, no, I forgot about. Yeah. She's, like, she's like off on like this religious trip because she's like, yeah. uh, she's like one of those crazy evangelical people, you know, that just like, oh, I'm doing the Lord's work, you know. That's how I read it. I read her voice and like really soft. Hi, right. hi, <laughs> I'm doing the Lord's work, you know, like just right. really fucking psychotic. Like if you heard that voice in a dark room, you shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a. 
That's what I heard when she was talking. Like you could see like the blank look in her eyes too. Like she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Which I mean, to be fair, could have been caused by, you know, like seeing, you know, just seeing experiencing all this, you know, like yeah. this weird, weird Max Immortal shows up and uh I guess yeah, he is dead because he's just like he's rotting. Yeah. And, and then the he's rotting. As then. as true man or the alien is flying around. What he calls Farman is decapitating heads. <laughs> putting it, putting it in that water tower, dude. <laughs> that scene, too. Like the, I think, oh, yeah, you just went to it. Where all the heads are just flying from the fucking sky. Yes. Yeah. That's... <laughs> and there he goes. Bad, bad. Uh, you know? <laughs> this, is what, this is all I can hear when I read it. It was... What I think is like the funniest thing too is that like imagining all this and then like imagining like Rick Veach himself because he looks just like like the, to see the pictures of him back then he doesn't look like a crazy hippie back then you know like no. he just looks like a kind of normal person and now he looks you know I, I'm not not to be like ageist or anything but you know he's he's like a grandpa now right you know like you yeah. see him and he's you know he just looks like a normal everyday grandpa and it's like. Yeah. This is all look the crazy what, stuff yeah, look at what comes from his pencil and his, you know, <laughs> when he's typing. It's crazy shit. And again, like with all these heads, I mean, like, look that yeah. gore just like oh. is just just so disturbing. Like, I mean, I I you know I always think of like someone being decapitated or whatever, and it's like it doesn't. It doesn't click like just how how disturbing that is but seeing just like these these illustrations of it it's just and then you know like just a rain of all the heads like you said i mean as and he's yeah he's still like yeah he's definitely dead I'm, i don't know why i didn't, didn't realize that <laughs> and they just lock him away dude for years yeah right like they don't he doesn't get unearthed until like halfway yeah. through the book Right, because then he's what he's eventually uh, what they use as the uh, as the atomic bomb, basically, right? Like, yeah, that was that was that was dope. <laughs> I liked that that was what they what they utilized him for, and the rest of the world just thinks it's an atom bomb and it's really just an alien. And then they fucking bring him and put him back in his little cocoon ball. Should have put a, a note where that was because it's like such a weird. I know it's a ways ahead, but. Mm. There it is, You're right there. I know. I love that part. Go back to the other page you just have, where he's his head's just poking out. Oh, well, yeah. That's it's what I'm saying. It's over on this one. Yeah. It's like there, the cap opens up. And you just see his little head, and then just to imagine that it's like they they just have it like on like a rope or whatever, where it's just yeah, it looks like a bomb, but it's actually you know just him. Opening his eyes and obliterating everything. Right. Yeah. So just sticking his head out and that's around. You know. Yeah, but so like I was saying, like the fact that these two guys now create this character as a superhero comic, which is them basically it's a Superman creators creating Superman. Right. But it exists. So it's like in the in the um What's what am I tr trying to think of? Like dream, like 
unified dream consciousness almost like that, they, oh, that like it comes the, to uh, them in their i know i can't think of the about, word like the like the collective. collective yes yes so like the fact that like it comes to him the writer not the artist right i think is really an interesting way of like bringing that meta aspect to it right like because before before we get to this particular page nothing about it screams really the superman story a little bit right but like if you if it didn't get to this point you could easily go somewhere else and you could be like oh this isn't them doing superman it's something completely different but then like you know seeing them added to it and because obviously i think this is the period where i know dc had made it right a little bit financially with with uh yeah because that that had started like that was like one the of the superman like neil, movie yeah right well, like neil adams had been doing yeah doing that and then when the, the superman movie came out like everyone was like what you guys have just been i know but and then like seeing it re- redone here again knowing why rick beach obviously what he was intending us to take from it it just made me sad all over right. again you know watching the way these creators that essentially created the superhero genre right right and just like completely just taken for everything they had all their talent and then one of them continuing to slave away drawing treated like shit the other like stood his ground and was like i don't want to be you know like he walked away from it and went and did something else and was even offered a job back but he's like no you know and then to get the I mean, I'm all over the place right now, but like the oh, part where, um, you know, Ballas Wallace gets him to sign the rights over and to say that he created True Man, not them, you know? Oh, Just, right, right. Because this is the part where... Uh, oh yeah, where God. you are. Yeah, yeah. And these pages, that's where they sign the contract to do the comic. Completely underpaid. Anyone who works for me gets our top rate five whole bucks a page <laughs> like crazy dude i mean i'm sure back then it's well i don't know because i mean if you think if you figure if that if that's like similar to what what they would have been getting which i kind of imagine that it is like yeah, i can't imagine the comics were 10 cents a copy so right and, so, and, they, and back then they were like i mean I, I have a reprint of action comics and obviously they didn't do the entire book themselves but those were like 64 pages back then for a 10 oh, cent comic really? okay yeah so like five pages you think maybe they did 10 so that's 50 bucks an issue if they only did a 10 page story because i don't think they were 20 page stories yet right right but if they're doing other stories you know like i mean i guess like 50 bucks that still doesn't <laughs> sound like much i don't know no. but the i guess the publisher would have to sell crap ton of copies to make that 50 bucks back that they've shelled out right i mean that's like 500 copies i guess yeah they're selling way more than that i don't know oh, yeah talking, be- i don't know what i'm talking about um we should we should figure out like what kind of because i know like the sales like back then in like the the 30s and the 40s and the 50s like the sales were like crazy that was when there was like millions of copies right right but they also did returns right right but right I mean, like newsstands could fucking return like same thing with magazines like they didn't have to keep their whatever they didn't sell you know and they would get 
their money. I think I'm pretty sure they get their money back. I know at one point they would make you tear the covers off and send it back. I know Diamond alone up until I mean it's been a while since I've done it, but like when when you do when they were allowing returns, they would make you take the covers off, rip them off, and send it back to them so that you could get the credit for the comic. Right, right. That's like I have lots of coverless lots of comics. comics with yes. <laughs> See the part that that I just just talking about how like they were getting like screwed over is when they go by and they see uh here where they see all the like the true man oh like, yeah toys yeah and games and stuff and that's when they're like well let's go let's go ask him for a raise you know you know it doesn't <laughs> for one he comes in and like that that wallace guy wallace wallace there is like just torturing somebody and then like they show up and he's just like oh hey okay what's going on my best my good to see you guys my boys glad you could drop by yeah bring in just for the next issue and they're like and it's uh, fbi guys and they're like telling him like oh you wrote this story about true man and the atom bomb how do you know that you know what the fuck because they obviously know that true man exists i mean i don't think at this point right like what you're 1943, so that's a couple years before the Hiroshima. But obviously, like, right, right they don't right. understand. I mean, at least what I took from it is the FBI is well aware of this true man, right? This Or this alien, rather. Yes. And they're like, how the fuck do these two fucking schmucks make it a comic book now? <laughs> these right? gentlemen have come all the way from Washington and have a few words with you boys. Yeah, and then how, that's how he bribes them to just continue to do basically just maintain status quo is well i'll take care of it right i'm pretty sure that's what he does right because am I wrong? i'm pretty sure that's what he does right yeah yeah they're asking him like where'd you get that idea yeah they order true man to pretend to, to pretend he's an atom bomb and an, annihilate the entire city of course he refuses and where did you get that idea no yeah. see that that's the thing it's like they don't they don't realize that like true man is is real or whatever at that point like the fbi knows right but they don't yeah right they're just like we're just making up stories like i read a lot of science fiction uh like i know the part that's sad too is like um jerry like and after like i think it's a couple pages forward and uh it's like you got to be with me on this that, that page right here he's like come on joe you have to be with me on this we gotta oh, be right, united right. right and then jerry goes to the bathroom to fucking take a shit right and in that time joe goes in and is like i'll keep doing it you know like i don't know the full backstory of the real like you know jersey and joe schuster but like I feel like one of them did continue to do comics while one of them didn't. And I wonder how much of this was kind of leaning towards that, you know, that, that true history of right. it. Cause it just made me sad. I'm like, Oh my God, like you created something, this motherfucker with no talent owns it now from you and is now basically blackmailing you into agreeing like to stay or you know to stay like and then he's like so who created true man that b- bottom right corner right. panel fucking just a scumbag created true man piece of wow. shit 
That's yeah. easy. See, Jerry had this weird dream about him when we were in high school. Yeah. He told it to me. Wrong and answer. Who created Truman? And then just with his head down, you did, Sid. Oh, shitty. <laughs> and it's, I think before that, there wasn't anything with the, uh, where he has that, uh, the Wallace like logo. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Right there where it's like <laughs> Walt Disney. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, that's the other thing that I like is that it's like he's not just like, you know, he's like definitely grinding his axe with like DC because, you know, this is after, uh, you know, after he was, was it, he was fired from DC basically with, with Swamp Thing. Uh huh. You know, he's definitely got that axe to grind, but then he's also like, well, I mean, DC, Marvel didn't have, uh, or Disney didn't own Marvel at that point, obviously. Right. But he's, tying it all together you know it's once it's into this like a corporation's hands they're all basically the same you know because i guess that that probably ruins my chances of wearing, working with disney probably but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna hold this against me <laughs> but uh yeah because it's like 45 so yeah it's like two years after this part before is when uh yeah i wonder why he's like throwing shade at, at like is it at walt disney or is it just Disney in general? You know what I mean? I By making just... that logo. Sydney, I mean, if you flip the word, I mean, Sydney is Disney. All you have to do is flip the D and the S, and it's now, and then that spells Disney. And, and that's the other part is that uh, the one, the one that didn't, that was in the bathroom, right? Mm hmm. He's the one he gets sent to to the war then because that was like because his, he didn't agree right yeah. the whole time he had threatened him before he's like well hey you know I can, I can keep you yeah I can keep you from going right I can keep your draft cards here and you know we got a deal and then like once he's like he just he just sells him up the river and like yes. okay I'm off you go and he's like. He's telling her, you know, the buddies, he's on the boat and he's like, uh, what'd you used to do? And he's like, I was a comic book writer. Yeah, my, my favorite comics. I love reading comics. My favorite guy is this guy in long underwear and a cape. True man. You ever hear of him? Like, yeah, I guess. He and my partner created him. And he's like, well, you must be rich. Why didn't you buy your way out of the service? Yeah. We got taken to the cleaners by our publisher. <laughs> like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, all of the parts with them are just so just so sad like yeah dude it's because you know and it's like it's anybody reading this has to have some at least kind of knowledge about the history of superman and the creators i would imagine anybody because this is like a deep cut max right. you know, your average comic reader this is not their first fucking comic book you know and and i think that's what makes it I think that's why I like this one so much because like it felt like I liked that meta aspect and I liked seeing it. I mean, I liked seeing it, but I didn't like seeing it at the same time. If that makes sense. Cause it just makes me sad that so many, it, it reminds me of like Jack Kirby too, you know, like all these creators that just like poured their blood, sweat and tears into these characters and these other people were just making money off of their hard work and really had no, no talent to speak of, you know? And he, he's just getting mocked too like he's yeah. they're showing like a true man film on the boat or whatever he's like that's that's my character i created him yeah. they're like 
Oh, no, it wasn't creative. It was created by Sidney Wallace. I told you he was bullshit and he didn't create him. Like, <laughs> just, just horrible. I mean, I you know when you go forward to you see like um, as he's returned home from the service, he sees another movie. He's eating there and decides to go down to the down to the office. And you just see like in, in the in the lobby where it says uh I think it's like the next page. It says America's best loved cartoonist, Sidney Wallace. That fucking just <laughs> shit eating grin, dude. That's fucking just scumbag taking credit for nothing. Right. That he did. And th- this is the part where it gets me a couple pages past this. Um, like you see, like the the studio, all the artists working, but then you see Joe just sitting there, just looking like he's gotten beat down by life. You know, with cigarette hanging out of his mouth, he just looks over, all just sad and pathetic. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, he did. He, that has to like weigh on him, you know. Yeah, like, he sold out, and I shouldn't have said pathetic. Pathetic is mean. That's a mean way to describe something. But just like, you know, I mean, that's how you would feel, though. There's no way you yeah. could get around that. Like, yeah. uh, like I sold out, and for what? I'm not doing anything. Like, I get. I don't. I'm not rich. I'm not like. I know, and then the, on this page, the first page right here, uh, the bottom right corner, and where he's one of the other artists, like, or, or Joe's like, oh yeah, they tr- they treat me good, they respect me, I think, and he's like, hey, shit for brains, where are those proof <laughs> for the Mexican reprints? I need them now, asshole. Like Jesus fucking Christ, dude. I was like, my God, and he just says they're almost done. I got them right on the board. I'm just, and and that's exactly like. Like sometimes, like you, I can imagine people like joking, like calling each other shit for brains or something. But like, there's no joking here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just it's clearly he's just, just talking to him like shit. And it's not, it's not him that becomes eventually uh, the one that's that's in the suit, right? That's not not Joe. It's Jerry, right? It's the it's the writer. Yeah, it was, it was the writer that got sent to war and. Yeah, and then fucking El Guano's sh- sitting on the shitter. Oh, I'm a couple of pages ahead. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm slow. And he's like reading the True Man fucking story. <laughs> <laughs> it's this such a weird character. Like, I really wish I could understand where Rick Veach came up with the idea for this. I got to get him on the channel. Ask him. I thought you already had him on there. I haven't had no. I haven't had Rick Veach. Really? Who am I thinking? Because uh, I know, I know he was on. He's on Comics Cube. Oh, okay. And Dewey had him on, yeah. Soon. Soon I'll have him on. Um, yeah. But yeah, then he uh, gets the costume made. And uh, he fucking... Oh, wait, because then it has the whole... Yeah, it has the whole bit where it's like uh, the guy who's playing True Man in the shows like... Uh, starts to starts to believe he's True Man. Which that was like what happened with was it George Reeves, like the, the guy that played Superman? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he started thinking like that he was really Superman and like jumped out a window or whatever, which like looking back on it now, like knowing how like, like news stories and history and everything is written, like you got to wonder, or at least I've got to wonder, it might just be my paranoia, you know, like did George Reeves really like, is that really what happened or was it like, some sort of nefarious uh cover-up or something and people right was like yeah he just went crazy that's what happened yeah you know what i mean like it's uh 
that this that, that's what i'm saying Let it, i love that it just it inspire it makes you just like think of things in like so many different ways like it makes you rethink just like everything with history really this mm -hmm. i mean especially with all the comic stuff here siegel and schuster and then like with with wallace there let's go back to a page of wallace just to uh it makes me wonder who he's like this kind of like a, a conglomerate of just all the different sort of like studio bosses you know what i mean like that it has to be obviously someone from dc but then it also i think is like he mixed in a little bit of like stan lee because definitely walt disney too because i think I, maybe i'm i'm remembering this wrong but i feel like walt disney was probably a little bit of an asshole i can imagine maybe that. maybe i'm wrong i know he's anti-semitic so yeah that's i know he's got that going for him so i mean yeah. i can't can't make it too nice of a guy you know yeah, but, that, that kind of puts you into the asshole level. I mean, yeah, yeah but I mean, it's clearly who Ballas Wallace is, and he's a fucking tyrant, and he like he has he has like not not low self esteem, but he cares, <laughs> he cares about his image. He cares about his image because anytime somebody calls him anything, he just like loses it. He's got like a Napoleon complex almost, similar to that, but not about his height. Hates to be made fun of. Doesn't want to be the butt of anyone's jokes. Can't laugh at himself. I didn't even make that connection with uh, George Reeves, though. Yeah, yeah, no, that's because that's what, that's like, interesting. growing up, like, I always remember, like, uh, like my dad telling me about that. That, like, yeah, he was eventually he thought he was Superman and jumped out of a building. He thought he could fly, and I was just like, "What, really?" <laughs> yeah, because, like, like for me, growing up, Superman was definitely like Christopher Reeve. You know, like that was yeah, same, same. I only knew the George. I don't think I've ever seen the show. I think that I only knew the George Reeves version because of the because of the episode of I Love Lucy, where he <laughs> guest starred. Like that's the that's the only reason I knew there was a Superman from that era and had a show was because of that. Because I love I love Lucy. Really? Okay. Side note, side note for everybody listening and watching. Okay, no, I, <laughs> I love Lucy's all right. I mean, definitely. There's something there's it's actually not too far away from here is like some sort of uh Lucy Museum or something. I can't remember where I off the top of my head, I can't think of it. That's, that's what I'm saying too. Like the, it just that I love with Rick Beach is just just this just gore and like just like what on earth is this? Like that's that's Max Mortal inside his little his egg. Right. I've got to back off on the crap tonight before it's too late. What on earth is that stuff? It's it's just disgusting. Like I just assumed it was fucking hot steaming shit. That's what I took it as. <laughs> I'm probably wrong, but I mean, as I was looking, I'm like, that just looks like shit. Right. Well, I mean, because this is this is back to that uh El Guano, dude. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that where he's like he's like wiping his ass and throwing it into this pot of like and he's he's using like pages from the ma the comic to wipe his ass and everything. like it's oh that's what I'm saying like it's it's just disgusting like he just he captures that just it, it like it just it makes me shudder looking at, at so many of his drawings and I mean that's yeah 
that's what you want though i mean if you're drawing something disgusting you want people to like you want that reaction yeah i think he definitely like he gets the react i mean i got i'm pretty sure i got the re or i had the reaction he would have wanted me to have as i was reading this book exactly exactly like it's just just gross like it's just gross and i mean and and that's you know just just as like the commentary on like corporations like exploiting people is just it's gross you know that people would just that people would do that to each other you know that you would ex- exploit someone and then and then just throw them away just not not appreciate what they're doing and just use them and just throw them away like like a piece of toilet paper or whatever like and then you are el guano the shit <laughs> And like, I, I think at the same time back in, because uh, I only had, as a kid, I'd only had like the first issue of Max Mortal. So I never had all the rest of it. But I remember that was like the same time that uh, like Ace Ventura was coming out when he was, uh, when he goes over and they're like, Guano, Guano. Oh, it's a, oh the second <laughs> one, when Nature Calls. Yes. yes. Guano. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It just it never, it never lets up. Yeah, because that's when he goes. He he ends up having to go back. I can never remember the names of either of them, but it's the writer has to end up going back. Whose hometown has to go to uh, Spiegel and Son Clothing? You know, he has to go back and work at the family tailor shop or whatever. And just like at the not he's not even it's not that he's at the end of his life but he's just at that you know just deep depression of just he's he made this this thing you know he made true man it's super popular there's movies there's toys no one believes him he doesn't have anything to show for it everyone's you know that's that's his father there behind him in this one right i believe i think so yeah yeah and he he's he's the one making the costume for the show right isn't that what he's doing? No, no, that's he, that's the one that he makes is himself, the, isn't it? Okay, because then he. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, I thought I I don't know why I thought he was making it for the show. Yeah, you're right yeah. though. It's for himself. Yeah, and then this is this is where it references that. Uh, you know, they're talking about doing they're all doing diet pills or whatever, but that's when uh, it references. What's this? Oh, face? Frederick uh, Wortham. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it called? It's called uh, Ravaged Innocence. Yeah, he just, like, he's connecting so much of real comic book history within this, and it and it extends past, like, the Siegel and Schuster and the Superman stuff, you know? Oh, yeah, because they... <laughs> Last week, I ran into Marv Feldman over at Demon Comics. <laughs> Demon Comics? What kind of stuff are they looking for? <laughs> yeah. What kind of stuff are they looking for at Demon Comics? <laughs> That's supposed to be EC, right? Demon Comics? Right, right. Yeah. yeah, and then you got on one of the pages when they're sitting in here. Oh, yeah, on this one where he talks about the Midnight Mink and Chippy. He's like, I always thought they were a little queer. Right. That's the character I was talking about from uh, from ba- from Brapak. What worries me most and should trouble all parents is the industry-wide practice of implanting subliminal sexual imagery <laughs> Within the drawings, masquerading unwholesome relationships in the characters themselves. Such sick seduction of innocent minds is a prime cause of homosexuality. 
and other deviant sexual practices in our young people. I love the first guy's like, who's he talking about? <laughs> the first is <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, Veach is just like if, if I were to say like who I, who I would think is just like a living just master of just I mean like you know there, there's so many like great artists you know I love like Sienkiewicz obviously I mean right. but there's there's something about Veach where he's just he just strikes me as just being just like the the pen ultimate just like it, it he got it's like he didn't he never sold out he never was you know like the uh if you go if you go through all the images all the the issues of wizard where they have their like their top 10 artists and writers you never see you never see rick veach on there they you know they've got articles about him but he's never like that person where he was like chasing the fame you know he was he yeah was he was just doing the, doing, doing what thing. he had to do doing his art doing yeah. he's super smart too you know like i love the fact that like i mean there's an essay in the back of this i didn't i skimmed it because i was like I in all this all this stuff where they're they're showing that hearing or whatever like all that is what that was like William Gaines from EC Comics and they call him William Games instead like that's this is perhaps you could explain to the American people because he was right he was he was spun out in that that, in real life William Gaines right yeah well that was what they were this was the the issue that they they had was yeah. this one of the you know holding the head with the axe and they're like explain to the american people why you have shown a woman's severed head severed head on the cover of children's entertainment and like that was like like historically like that was what they were talking about where he was like well it could have been worse uh, uh we could have angled the head or you know made the show the neck bleeding or had the tongue hanging out and they're just like right oh okay so it could have had you could have made it worse with with more gore oh so you just think that's appropriate for children he's just uh, uh, <laughs> everything he said he was just digging himself in like worse like yeah. was, well i like on the page before that where they're like what's the matter with him it looks like he's gonna fucking pee his pants <laughs> he's, he's crashing on diet pills they're gonna crucify him like <laughs> this shit's hilarious dude and then on the following page, like, this damn circus is making us look like pornographers. I don't know if the industry can survive this. Yeah, it must have been a scary time in comics, too. You know, like, all the censorship. And I know, like, Howard Chaikin uh, has talked about that, how, like, they neutered the comics, yeah. you know, for such a long time. And that's when all the underground stuff happened because, like, they had no choice. They had to go away because of the Comics Code Authority. And I love how the, and here they the call comics it comics commandments. <laughs> yeah, thou shalt not. And that's supposed to be Kirby, right? On the page on the left, the left-hand page, where he's like, I, we fought a war to stop that kind of crap? That's yeah. Kirby. Yeah. Yeah. It's censorship. That's what it is. He wants to be a fucking censor. <laughs> we fought a war to stop that kind of crap. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, Kirby is all, like... <laughs> Yeah, there's just like, and for me, it's like there's so many like Easter eggs for you to like, for like real diehard comic fans to like, to pick apart, you know, like that you have to be a fucking comic book nerd. And I say that with, you know, all all the love in that statement, but to really appreciate some of the inner workings of what 
what Veach did with the Max Immortal. There's there's something too like I just just noticed this. I mean, like I've seen it before, but like uh, the way that him and like Steve Bissett does the same thing, where like they draw like their cheeks like blown out like that. Yeah, there's there's something about that where like because Steve Bissett does it too. Like I'm thinking in uh, he had his like Spider Baby graphics presents or something like where he has like that just that same image of like the the cheeks just all puffed out. I'm not sure like if that's just uh, I mean obviously you know they were like friends and like co artists and everything, but uh, there's just it's such a like a simple thing of just like you know having your cheeks like puffed up coughing or whatever and it just has that just horribly just disgusting i mean you know you see all these beads of sweat coming off of there and like i said it's just like such a simple thing but i mean it looks like just terrifying well yeah it almost looks like he's about to yak i mean i know he's i mean if you didn't have the text knowing he's coughing it looks like he's about to fucking puke everywhere right, but right. i know what you mean it is it's it make it's unsettling yes yes that's what i'm saying because in the i didn't have like i said i didn't have these issues when i was a kid but i had the steve Bissett like spider spider baby graphics comic where it mm-hmm. was like uh it was like the story in there was like it was called like the telltale fart <laughs> it was uh-huh. the guy's like face gets all blown up like that because of uh it's it's like based off like the telltale heart by edgar, edgar Allan poe but like it's like he kills his wife and it's like her she's always farting because like she's always eating beans or something yeah. and at the end of it like his face is all blown up like that because it's like it turns into into her butt like it's like you see the picture of him at, at the end it's like this same panel from up on the top right but it's it looks more like a a butt and it, it's yeah. just that same just just disgusting like just visceral like you can just you know what i mean like you can just feel like just the textures on all of it just looking at it i mean but i mean the the thing too is it's not just that you know what i mean like you look through any other part of this and like you know like them sitting in the coffee shop you know like their coffee cups are getting knocked over or like the rain outside or puddles he's just able to capture just every so much of textures where it's you know it looks interesting but it looks like realist you know what i mean like he just he captures textures so well with just yeah i know what you mean i i feel that kind of like i i feel like I, I it's the same type of feeling like when uh i see something like jaime hernandez draws where like yeah like they feel they feel real like just the like the subtle things that he does like i think there's a it's a panel with maggie where she's laying down on the bed and it's like the backs of her knee like right behind her knee just the way he drew yes. the line on there i'm like it I, I it's like it's hard for me to like really convey like no i, I know what you're saying it's you like know? they're able to but capture it, that it's not like it's realistic you know i yeah. mean it, it's it's realistic in a sense but it's not like that like hyper realistic you know it's like they're right. they're truly they're, they're truly like cartoonists because it's like they're capturing that sense of realism just in a cartoony fashion you know what i mean right. and it, it, it just it, though because it, it's not like he has like a ton of lines you know what i mean like i 
think of somebody like like David Finch or like Richard Friend or somebody where they've they have like so many lines that everything has got that this realistic look. Yeah. It's not like they're doing that. It's like they're able to capture that realism though. With with like a simplicity to their art. Yes. It's a, but it's not, I don't want to say simplicity like in a bad way, you no, know, I, but like they're able to convey it and capture it with minimal lines and do it in a way that like, I mean, like you said, he's like a master of like, I, he, he's like one of the masters of his craft in terms of like the the creators that are still with us. You yes. know what I mean? Like there's not, in my opinion, there's not many of them that are still here, you know, but like the Hernandez brothers to me are that Veach, Bissett, you. you know, you, you, um, you talked, you, you got to interview Jaime too, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I'm just, I interviewed Jaime. <laughs> you, know, you know, Bissett was fun. Bissett was a, was a fun chat, but I, I really want to talk to Veach. I, I, I really want to like, pick his brain a little on this because this this book is just like it's rare that i get blown away by comics that have been around this long and it's just now right. you know no i know what you're saying like it's it's well i mean like you said before it was i mean it was ahead of its time because i mean it was yeah like you imagine this comes out now this would be like people would love this shit like that's that's what sucks is that like it's not readily available in shops. Like I wish like I could like have the entire Hell Heroica stuff like on my my picks at the shop, you know? Right. But right. um See, that that is one of the, the things I have I'm not gonna say like against like with uh with him doing like Max Immortal, new Max boy Max Immortal, right? Right through uh through Amazon or whatever, is that there's i don't think there's any particular way that like a shop can have these in the shops you know what i'm saying like in order for like like the comic shop you're at to have to have these it'd be like they'd, they'd have just, to charge more right they they'd would have, have to, to get them right just right from amazon so but it's, it's like, like i get it though i i understand from his perspective like there's oh, no yeah. there's no gamble there's no risk for him he literally right. is able to just create submit it and they deal with the shipping the printing all that stuff like i remember when he he shared on on facebook or whatever like um he got the proofs back for one of the books i forgot what book it was but i mean look he's able to like put all the stuff that's been long out of print and he's able to bring that to new readership and i think at that point it's like it's it can't be in shops but it's also getting to the people that want it Right. Like his his real like his true fans, right? Like the people that like his stuff, and maybe you know you get a random person that's just like looking at stuff, and it's in their recommended, and they check it out because it's reasonably priced too. I mean, yeah, because this is what ten bucks. Yeah, this is that 10 one bucks. is yeah. that one is yeah. I mean, with the exception of the Max Immortal and Brad Pack, which are twenty, he's got yeah, those that are ten, right? And then he's got a lot of the other stuff he's been putting back into print. He's got his rare bit fiends that he drops on there. I think there was that what was that book Bong Comics or something like that. Some of his underground stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, Bong Comics. Yeah, I yeah. So I haven't picked that up yet, but it's like you know, like this this book like made me really like Veach's stuff more so than Brad Pack. And I know that Brad Pack a lot of like Neil Gaiman did the fucking intro for that trade, right? You know, right. but this one kind of made me connect on a different level. 
and then having and then reading Brat Pack again for the second time because, like I said, I'm I'm really late to the game with Brat Pack and all of the Veach stuff, but I liked it better having read this. You know, I didn't like it as much when I read it the first time. I, I appreciated it for what it was. It was a good book, you know, but I it didn't really like grab me. And then I read this one, and I'm like, okay, well now I kind of see where his where his mind is at. Even though he, I know he did Brat Pack first, right? right. Like that book came out before this. Right, right. But yeah, he's just yeah, he's see, something else, dude. Like he's thinking about shit that I wouldn't even think. It wouldn't see, even cross my mind. Some of the stuff that I that he's putting down on paper. See that that's one of the things that like I noticed just like about myself reading these, like and and the same like reading uh a lot of like Grant Morrison stuff is like I can only read like a little bit of it at a time at a time because it's yeah. like I feel like. I feel like I don't, I don't get it. Not that it's like I know what you mean. It's, it's <laughs> I know like, exactly what you mean, especially like I, with grants. It's shit. like you got to process it for like so long, yeah. and it's like with with Veach's stuff. What I like about it is like how much so much of it is like inter. Just the ideas are interconnected. You know what I mean? Like a lot of. Have you been getting his uh, the newer rare bit themes he's been putting out or no? because there's this whole bit in there that he goes on about where he has dreams and he ha he meets like recurring characters in his dreams i think he calls them Merc mercurius or something or other and the idea that keeps being presented is that like reality is your belief right and that's the same thing in here with this with el guano here right uh-huh uh He's like, he's saying, now you are a man of knowledge. Knowledge is belief. Belief is reality. Soon, soon. And it's like, like I see, I read this and I'm just like, what, what does that mean? What is that? You know, it's like, it's like, it's got to like sink into my brain. And, I, and on top of that, like that is again with just like the disgust. Like I know the maggots coming out uh, of his face. Right. Uh. But that, that same idea is like echoed in you know, in his dream comics and, and then in like in Boy Maximoral, the same sort of ideas of like reality being something that you can mold just with your ideas, which. Yeah. That's a cool, yeah, it's a dope concept. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm saying. And, and it's like, just that he, he continues to come back to these same ideas, which I mean, if that's, if you look at it, that, that is true or I, you know, I don't want to get too, uh, metaphysical or whatever but like you know i mean that that's a just insane concept anyways that you could just uh mold reality but then you know i'll i'll see the same thing with like other other people they'll be talking about how you know everything started out as an idea whatever it is you know the atomic bomb or uh and then it becomes reality yeah right it, it's it's something that you know you put you put your mind to it you think about it so much and eventually whatever whatever has to happen you know if you if you don't move on from that idea eventually you can it's, oh, it's like operating table like oh my god <laughs> so i'm saying like it, it just so i'm saying like if you consider that like a real idea i mean i guess it, it is a real idea but you know it's 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 something that he continues to like come back to and 
just ruminate on and just yeah i can't wait to read more of his stuff you yeah know, like I, there's, I, there's a good amount of stuff that's like that i saw on the amazon i'm like i can't buy all this right now but <laughs> it, it's true though like when you say like you have to let it sit like i didn't read brad pack right after i finished this i read like three right. other books in between and then came back to it and it's like i tried to read the i've tried to read the invisibles twice now right and <laughs> i have a really hard time reading it you know like i'm just like i at, at times i'm like i don't like am i an idiot am i stupid <laughs> like or, or is it just like am i trying to read too much too quick because this was a monthly comic sometimes yeah. i feel like i'm so used to the way comics are now where like it feels like the writers are writing for the trade like they're writing for it yeah. to be read together whereas before like they weren't writing it that way as much you know like they were writing it monthly and i feel like some comics are meant to be consumed that way they're not meant to be consumed all at once they're meant to be like taken in small doses and morrison is one of those people that i feel like except like his dc work you know or his marvel work i feel like those you can like read together but his it, like his creator own stuff like i get so lost <laughs> you know, i get so fucking lost well i mean invisibles definitely is it's easy because it's like what well, easy to get lost because i mean it is like such a huge work i mean it's what like is it 60 or 70 issues or whatever and like it is like so like like dense like you're saying like the concepts and just like reading through the story you're just like well, wait what? You, it's like i'm saying it's like you have to like let it all like like yeah. sit and just and i feel like because brain. like yeah. i'm reading it alone i i don't have anybody to like talk to about it so i'm like i'm just like <laughs> sitting there i'm like what the fuck did i just read right what? like and i'm serious like i have asked myself i'm like and my brother told me the same thing because he had <laughs> he had all four of the collections right like the the ones that came out a few years ago uh, all four books and he, right, right. he read it. he's like i will never read this again and he <laughs> gave it to me and I'm like, okay. And so like, I tried to read it again and I'm like, for the second time, cause I had, I think I had the hardcover and I got rid of it. And uh, cause it was out, they they stopped printing the hardcovers and I was reading it again. And I'm like, am I stupid? Like, I think, I, I think I even said it out loud to myself. I'm like, am I an idiot or is it just me? And like, I, I know I'm not the only person that has felt that way when they read that stuff, but everybody praises it, you know? So I'm like, I have to force myself to understand what I'm reading because I feel like I'm missing out on something. Like that's definitely a book like I want to read with somebody and then like talk to them about it, you know? Right. Because I, I feel like I feel like that might help me realize shit that I don't realize. Like even as we're talking about Max Immortal, you know, like you're bringing stuff to my and that's that's what I love about doing this channel and doing like a podcast and going over certain books is like getting being able to talk to somebody else and getting that perspective that's one of the things that i love about working in the shop is getting to like talk about it with somebody else it changes the experience of com that's what i love about comics dude is like it changes your experience because it's so See, different I, than watching a show or watching a movie i i kind of i, I think one of the other things to realize and and then that's that's what i was going to say with with him doing uh like i was saying with his, his curious character that he keeps keeps uh seeing again and again in his dreams is that at no point do i get the feeling like like veach is saying like 
I have the answer. Like I've got the solution. I understand everything. You know what I mean? Like I, I get that a lot of, a lot of what he's doing with, with Max Mortal, with, with Rarebit Fiends, with maybe not so much with Brat Pack. Like I feel Brat Pack is more kind of like just a comment on like superheroes more. Right. Right. But, But I feel like he's like putting it out. Like, like this is in a sense, like him having a conversation, like just through time, like just putting out these ideas, you know, and yeah. just like he's trying like, to figure it out exactly by putting it out there yeah that's dope yeah i gotta read some of that stuff now I, you got me like i mean like this this part at the end well i guess this isn't the end but uh you know he's saying you know the universe is big but it's not infinite no matter how far how far or how fast you travel sooner or later you run out of room and that's how i found the place there's not a place where belief is reality the mirror of time shatters under its own mass each broken shard reflecting a microcosm who i was what i'd done and how i affect the world not unlike the panels of a child's comic book this effect can be disorienting but is not unbearable but each of these fractured tableaus exerts its own warm magnetic draw which can easily turn to a gravitational pull with the focus of attention and Oh, right. I'm standing, I'm standing frozen on a mesa in the New Mexico desert, dried husks peeling off me in the parched wind. There's sorcery here. I mean, it's it's this beginning of like where he goes back and then gives birth to himself, right? Like this is like we're almost towards that part, aren't we? Right, right. Cause then it's yeah. well, it to me, this reminds me of uh a lot of the concept that 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 Morrison was talking about too. I think I'm mainly thinking of like in his his super gods book where it's just his his book where he's talking about how he makes comics and everything. Yeah. He talks about like realizing that like he's just looking at like a a two-dimensional universe and that he's basically like just traveling through time by like by every time he's turning the page, you know, every every different page is like a different snapshot of time in another universe basically. And it's just just like this idea of like being able to go that this that you know your ideas your beliefs they're not just uh, you know they're intangible but they can be real in a sense too you know what I mean that I know I know I know I know what you mean I I get it I get it I know it's the concepts like that that are being presented are just. Like I'm, I'm excited. Like I obviously, I want to take a, a while before I do read it again. But like, I'm excited to read this book again. It's something that I know I'll re- like. I I wouldn't get rid of this in my collection. You know, like right. when I purge stuff, certain things I get rid of because I know I will never read again. And then there's sometimes I get rid of stuff because I'm like, ah, I'm not sure. And sometimes I end up buying it back. You know, sometimes right. I end up rebuying stuff because I get rid of it. Like Brat Pack, I got rid of, and then. Well, that was more because I was trying. I love hardcovers, so I was trying to get a better version of it, and yeah. I couldn't. But um, this is this is one that will benefit from multiple readings. I feel. I mean, obviously, you've read it more than once, so I don't know if you feel that way. Also, yeah, no, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Is I mean, every time you go through something, it's like you find different different parts that like I f- I'll find things that like. Like I wonder too, with like with El Guano here, right? Because El mm-hmm. Guano is is bat 
it's bat shit. <laughs> like you have to, it kind of, it makes me kind of wonder, like, is that almost, is that like a reflection too of, uh, of Batman? You know what I mean? Because the same thing happened with Batman with, uh, Bob Kane and Bill Finger, you know, like, I didn't um, even think about that. that. That's what I'm saying. Like just, and that just came to me now, <laughs> like, but you, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I just, just thinking about that, like, okay, the guano, is that like something with, does that have something to do with Batman? It, I mean, it has to, because I mean, he keeps having these images of bats when he's talking about El Guano here. And, you know, like I said, it was, it was the same thing that happened where with Superman with his creators being screwed over. Maybe that's what he's saying because Bob Kane was like, uh, like famously, he was like the, uh, he's a scumbag. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I mean, he was let's, the, let's, yeah, let's come and call it like it is. He's a fucking right, asshole. He, Have you yeah, seen that he, Bill Finger documentary? No. Do you have Hulu? I do. Look it's, up Bill Finger. Okay. Yeah, because I've I actually sad, I, but it's it's a really good. Doc. It's I think it said uh, I think it's called like Who Was Bill Finger or something like that. I can't remember the name. I, I, I wasn't planning on talking about it, so that's why I didn't look it up. But you should check it out. It's really good. It talks about. Bob Kane, or it has that whole situation because, like, it wasn't just Bob Kane that did. It. Yeah, he drew it, right? But like, he didn't come up with everything. So it's almost like the reverse, right? Right of like Jack Kirby, Stan Lee. Bob Kane yeah. was the artist, and then he fucked over the writer. <laughs> you know, didn't get, didn't want to give him credit, and I think for years it, it yeah. actually. I think like so, I forgot who it was, but I think whoever did the documentary was fighting to get it said like created by Bob Kane and Bill Finger instead right. of it just saying created by Bob Kane, which is what it said obviously for fucking years. I mean, Bob Kane was putting his name on the stuff when he wasn't even the one drawing it anymore, and he would still have his like signatures. Like he didn't even fucking draw the book, dude. Right? It doesn't even make no, sense. I, I've seen I've seen like pictures of him where it's like this whole like painting that someone has done that like it's not that he did it and he's like standing there with the brush like big old oh brush. yeah yeah i know that i know that. so that dude was so full of himself my god dude like the fucking ego i think i've talked to uh you know scott shaw that cartoonist are you familiar with him i don't think so like i can okay. i can i know he's like, like one Dash of the guys or... that helped start san diego comic-con he was there from the beginning he oh, uh okay he's also worked for like hanna-barbera so he's a regular at the shop and uh he's he talked to me about bob kane because like he bob kane was out in la when you know i think um i don't know i feel like the 80s or whatever so he always said like yeah bob kane would come into wherever he was working i can't remember and he was just like yeah that dude was like super full of himself i mean you can see it like fucking stupid fucking cigarette in his little fucking you know with the right anyways See, I, I've got, I, that makes me want to look up, like, because I've always heard this story that I'm not gonna be able to get it right, but there's this story about, uh, like, Jim Steranko, like, going up and just, like, bitch slapping. Oh, Bob yeah, Kane. I've heard that story, too. I like, wish there I, was I, video footage of that. I would love to watch that video. <laughs> I would just rewind it and watch it over and over again, if I could. That's what I've, I had, there was, Steranko was at, like, a, a Comic-Con in, like, Youngstown or something, like, maybe like five or six years ago. And like, I, my car was broke or, you know what I mean? Something came up or I couldn't go. And I was just like, ah, and like, I've always wanted to just 
because I've, I've always heard that like if you can get him talking he'll just tell you like all these crazy stories about yeah he's super out there right now too <laughs> drink he's like all sorts of nuts i i think i like reached out to him about doing an interview and like the response i got was just like i'm like isn't okay, it like maybe, maybe it's better that we take don't pictures you know right. well that's i mean isn't it like he won't let people take like pictures of him and like oh his... no he just started going off about like covid and fucking right. i'm just well, like dude i well, was that, just right. asking if we could talk some comics you know like i'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to get into politics i'm not trying to get into like you know pandemic talk but well no that's yeah. that's what i'm saying it's like I've, I've always heard that before is that like at like comic if he's at it like a show or something like he's just like no pictures no like just insane about yeah yeah which i mean this is the thing though is like because he, he came out like in the 60s right like that was when he started right so i mean you got to imagine like living through all this stuff seeing all these things happen you, you don't get to the end and like you know you're like doing well <laughs> you know what i'm saying like when, once you get lived through so many different things like it just your brain breaks eventually i mean yeah that's why i always yeah. give like uh I, I always felt bad with with like with stan lee like i i just i just read something the other day where they were t- talking about uh if when he was like 95 or whatever they were like well and he showed some some nurse his excelsior and i'm thinking like yeah he's like 95 like I mean, it's not cool or whatever but also like i think we can we can move past that yeah right and yeah if it's a nurse that's taking care of a 95 year old guy anyways like, you should expect to see their excelsior right that's what they're dealing with anyways <laughs> you know? like you expect to see it dude that's yeah i mean that's once you're at that age if you're in like a not to get we've already been talking about gross stuff but you know like yeah. adult diapers and stuff like the nurses have to change those i mean yeah. it's there's no this conversation turned to a really weird weird spot we're talking about adult diapers now right right i mean uh... anyways back to maximoral <laughs> i think we're, we're nearing we're yeah we're nearing the end we're almost at the end yeah so this is <laughs> that's what i'm saying i was like you know i've I feel like we've we've seen all these like disgusting things in here already. Like, uh, what's what's mentioning adult diapers? Is that really going to push it that over the line? No, I think we're not there. (laughs) We've all we've all got to be ready for that. I mean, you know, (laughs) prepare yourselves. That's that that should be the commercial for depends. Prepare yourselves. (laughs) Prepare yourselves. (laughs) Be the new sponsor. Hell, yeah. Comic Lounge brought to you by. Depends. Adult diapers. Prepare yourselves. <laughs> oh my right. god! I'm delirious because I've I've been up a long time today, and Dude, I'm. Isn't that in uh, in uh, <laughs> isn't that one of the ads they had in uh, Image Grand Design Disaster? They had the the ad with Todd McFarlane. Uh, this, this is going to ruin my chances of working with McFarlane too. It, it, they have like an ad in here of uh mcfarlane brand like uh you know what i'm talking about i can't remember no because <laughs> there was the whole there was the whole thing where where the interview with todd and he was like saying how he doesn't he doesn't eat or drink at shows oh yeah so he doesn't have to go to the bathroom right and then there's 
I swear it's in here. It might have been in the Wizard magazine, but I swear it's in Image Grand Design. I'm, I'm gonna if I find it, I'm gonna post it in the right. when you post this online is what I'm gonna do. I'll okay. ask Eli. Eli's gonna know who it is. He would know, yeah. <laughs> but it was well, well, anyways. <laughs> Fidel diaper talk. I don't, I don't know where I'm going there. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, now, like, we basically. I think there's only a few pages left, so I, I think that. Oh, and divinity schools. What? That's me. Yeah, because this is. Yeah. Yeah, Einstein, fucking his brief cameo appearance throughout. Yeah, but I think it's yeah, it's interesting because like. Well, that's. You, this, this is just my own shout out here, right? Like, uh, they're talking to Oppenheimer, right? Who, and they're like, what's, what's next for you? He's like, shutting down the project will take some time after that. I don't know. I've been thinking of divinity school. That's what I'm a, do I'm a doctor of divinity. So it all comes full circle. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then we go, go on to, yeah, I think, I, I mean, just wrap it up with this but i think it's interesting the fact that like you said everything is coming full circle and oh yeah because this is when he himself yeah he shows up uh spiegel there shows up at the uh when he's at the office or whatever yeah and oh shit it really does come full circle because christ the bastard shit his pants <laughs> <laughs> It all comes together. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> if only he has followed the advice of our sponsor. <laughs> but he doesn't, uh, True Man actually, you know, the Max Mortal actually what? Shows up. And is it supposed to be that like he vaporizes all the other guys? Because they're all up there in the office, right? Sp Spiegel's up there, Wallace Wallace, and like his. Oh cronies or whatever are all there he comes back or max mortal or i don't even know what you would describe like the alien thing he shows up they're all like wow it's like they all see him right and then the next thing is uh they say ideas exist yeah by virtue of their form if so mine shall be of alchemized gold and then what he just he appears he grows into the the outfit because like this is the other thing is like that's that's why we were talking about adult diapers because that's yeah. he shit the <laughs> pants <laughs> see so i was on track i was i was yeah, yeah you you were leading us there yeah <laughs> subconsciously okay no he didn't kill him because then we still have him here yeah they all like go out into the hall or something what do you see? What do you see? It looks clear. Right. He's flown the coop and taking Took Spiegel, Spiegel with him. Yeah. Call, call and then this is, and this, through. yeah, this is where it ties. And he's, if you flip the page and he's like, I'm, I'm greeted by screams of the bell tower of St. Bingo's parish. It's been 10 years since my defeat here in Slumberg at the hands of Dr. Blasphemy. I reappear not as the savior, but to reclaim lost fragments of myself. I've come to understand what I am and now I shall be created. Each of you took something from me. I must have it back. And then we go right back to Siberia. I do not belong in this moment. I must use a speck of the place that is not a place to, of a place that is not a place to force my way in, such as the inevitable power and elusiveness of a perfect idea. 
There's a Cossack trapper two days to the east. When he comes to investigate the explosion, I'll feed him on frozen mammoth. And then I'll have my way with him. I'll immediately conceive an embryo and give birth to myself and let the philosophers argue over which came first, the chicken or the egg. The end. <laughs> That's the yeah. fucking end of the book. <laughs> Dope. And again, sticking with the just like the hair. Oof. Like there. <laughs> you know, usually I'm 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 not I'm I'm for hair, definitely, but like there's something about that. It's just disturbing. I don't want to get it too. I don't know if that'll get us. Oh, well, it was off the picture anyways. Or no, no, it's not. The whole picture is there. Sorry. Sorry, Ryan's. Uh... <laughs> oh, come on. Uh -oh. I can order them from the shop. Amazon. Go on Amazon. They have them there. And then... Uh... And then we end with this afterward about uh, the curse of the Superman. Mm -hmm. so that, that's what, like, like you were saying, I mean, Rick Feach is like, beyond just being like a master cartoonist, I mean, he is like, he is thinking. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> you know he's I mean? like, like, very, very on, like a different type of level, like very intellectual, you know, like what he's, what he's putting down. Like, it's not, nothing here is surface level. Like, yeah. You have to think about what you're reading when it comes to his work and it makes for a better reading experience because you can't like I didn't power through this, but I also couldn't put it down. I like I continuously read it. I read it and I think uh, I think I read the first chapter or the first issues worth the night like at night. And then I'm like, OK, I, I don't, I'm getting tired. I, I don't I, I put it down and then I read the rest of it the next day and I just. This uh, this letter from Jerry Siegel, the creator of Superman, the publishers of Superman comic books, National Periodical Publications, now DC Comics, killed my days, murdered my nights, choked my happiness, strangled my career. I consider Nationals executives economic murderers, money mad monsters. I, Jerry Siegel, the co-originator of Superman, put a curse on the Superman movie, like. So that was that was eventually what led them to, uh, you know, peeling off a couple dollars for him. Yeah, still not enough, but yeah, I mean, they did something. But wow, yeah, yeah, just an amazing Good book. Lord. You know, yeah, I love this book, dude. I'm glad we, uh, yeah, we, yeah, I'm glad we fucking talked about this. I, I, I like, I had it, and I'm like that, and I reached, it, and then I was like, you want to read this book with me? <laughs> You know, because I, I, it was, a, it was in my pile. I was about to read it, and that's when I, I hit you up, and I was like, "Let's talk yeah. about it." I'm glad we did, dude, because um, definitely being able to shine more light onto this book, I'm, I'm down to do. Um, but well, it make, it makes, like I said, it's like it, it gives you like talking with other people, and even just like reading it, and then like talking about it, like gives you a different perspective on it. Like, there's so many things just talking about it now that like really like the whole thing with, with guano there El guano being uh yeah the bats he's not the batman he's the bat shit but you know same shit right yeah same thing right. but yeah i mean i i i don't think i have any final words other than i recommend people go pick this up and uh hit up and you can hit up rick veach 
Uh, yeah. He's got his own site where he sells stuff. Um, and then you can also on Amazon, if you look up uh, Rick Veach Sun Comics, I mean, he's got all of his stuff, um, his back catalog available on there. Definitely is go it, pick it up. Is it rickveach.com? Hold on. Yeah. I think it's rickveach.com. Yeah, it's rickveach.com. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah go pick it up. up. Go pick up Max Immortal. All this yeah. stuff, dude. I definitely got to read the next couple couple books. I, I boy Max Immortal. I know there's two of those. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I got. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, the only thing I the only other thing is uh promote my uh yeah, promote that shit, dude. Promote the Gotham newsstand. Me and Hell yeah. Pencil. Mm-hmm. Uh this is just the first one. This was this was like He's had his shop for like 10 years mm-hmm. and you know, he just wanted to like celebrate having his own comic shop. I mean, it's so, yeah, it's awesome. He had, this was like a local poet wrote poems. They printed a bag with the poems. Uh, then he invited me to like, we did this. It's supposed to be like a, a reprint of a strip that was from the forties reprinted in the sixties. Nice. And then, uh, and then the next one, oh, and we got, and Ben Perkins is in this too, with his, like, his Galacti- Galactic Us character. Yeah. Because, like, Peter, Peter's also, like, a DJ. <laughs> like, all right. I, I love it. Like, he's just, of all their stuff. And then the next issue is uh, more stuff with me and Jerome Cabana Tan and my fellow Ben ben perkins oh yeah i do yeah that's that's what i got and i'm gonna show up my stanley tales of terror thing i love this thing because oh dude you got some printed up yeah oh because i yeah because i i redid that i didn't think about that i redid that cover that was from the that frederick wortham thing like i i redid that that image of like somebody holding that head but like from a different angle that's at least that's what i was trying to do yeah dope i like it Awesome, dude. Well, I'll drop all the links to like where people can can find you on social media and stuff, and they can uh, hit you up, get some of your stuff. Yeah. And uh, if you're not beach.com in there, definitely, definitely, dude. And if you're not already following uh, Comic Lounge, you can follow us Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And hit that thumbs up. Throw some comments down below. Share your thoughts with us on the book if you've read it and you're a fan. And uh, on that note, we're out. <laughs>